This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low. And here we are, the Nearside Low Podcast. Uh, Ray, we are back, and... Better than ever, maybe? I don't know. Uh, welcome back, Ray. It's been too long. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Happy to be back on the podcast. I know we're trying to make sure that we can make it happen again this year, and glad we're going to try and do that. Yes, we are. Uh, we, w- we will do our best. We are both very busy men. Uh, Ray, a little bit busier than myself. Um, and I, you know, Ray doesn't like to talk about himself, but I'm going to force him to for all our listeners out there. Ray, what are you up to these days? <laughs> uh, still trying to get around the pool as much as I can, but I am down at St. Louis Children's Hospital doing my residency in pediatrics there. Love, love being down there. It's a great place. All righty. So uh, pretty time consuming, I'm assuming. I think you could say that. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. Well, so, uh, you know, if anybody's down there, we hope that you're not. But if you are, look Ray up. I'm sure he'd be happy to talk polo with you. Um, so we're back. This is, could it be season four, Ray? I think, I honestly, I think it is, which is crazy to think about. But um, we made it that far. Um, so uh, exciting stuff. Season four. Um, I have in my notes here um, that you might have had a conversation with the one, the only, Janai Kerr. Yeah, I was over at the clinic they had over at MICDS a few weeks ago, which was great to see so many St. Louis area people participating in that. And I uh, talked to Janai Kerr for a little bit. And one of his first questions for me was, you guys still doing that podcast? And uh, it's been great to have so many people that listen to us, as well as some people from outside St. Louis as well. So thanks for coming along on this ride and, with and us. And I think you had mentioned to me uh, what, th- there might be a podcast in Texas, a waterfall podcast. Did you mention that? Yeah, I think there's one in Texas now. I think there's the one out that they're doing in California now. So um, looks like it's also caught on a little bit. So. And we got a couple. And then I, I actually I spoke with uh, Nick Helwig up in uh, up in Ohio from uh, he brings his team down from Sycamore, former St. Louis um, St. Louis guy. And it sounds like they are working on trying to get a podcast started up there to talk uh, to talk polo. Um, also, so I gave him some pointers and. Uh, Told them that Ray and I were pretty much, uh, we were just flying by the seat of our pants most of the time. So, <laughs> uh, so that'd be kind of exciting. So things are popping up here and there and, you know, anything that we can use to grow the sport. Um, now, you said you did stop by the clinic, um, which was, you said, was pretty enjoyable. Um, and I don't know if we're planning on talking about this stuff a little bit later, but um, did you hear from anybody that went up to the Chicago Coaches Clinic? That was, I think, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I have not talked to anyone specifically about that, but I know I saw Brett Walters was up there. I saw Jamie Wackerly from Lafayette was up there. I saw Coach Gomer from Lindbergh that were up there. So um, it looked like they had a great showing. And uh, hopefully, uh, I think a few of those guys are going to try and have on in the next yeah, couple weeks. You can ask them about it. Agreeable, and we can talk um, a little bit more about that. But it's always great to see uh, the people in our area trying to uh, get better at coaching refereeing the sport um and i'm sure that will definitely help those coaches this year right and i i did i spoke with uh coach butler and he had mentioned that uh brett and grant had gone up there and that they they had they had been given positive reviews so it'd be interesting to um chat with them maybe on a pool deck or something like that and get get a get an idea of how it was um so it could be pretty exciting all right um okay so moving on 
we usually jump into the question of the week recap, but we don't have a question of the week this week because, well, I think we recorded last May maybe. Um, but we're going into our new question of the week now. The first time we did this, I would say, Ray, it was very successful. Yes? I agree. The second time we did it, though, it was not so successful. So um, we are looking to update the pictures on the Missouri Water Polo webpage. And if everyone remembers, a couple of years ago, we actually, I think we did a voting process, didn't we? We had like five we or did. six and had yeah. to vote. Um, and we'd love to do that again, um, kind of working with Mo Waterpool and Steve Adcock on that. Um, but the problem is we need pictures. And I think last time we asked for pictures, we didn't really get any. Am I right in thinking that? I think that's correct. Yeah. So uh, we're throwing that out there. Um, I have in my notes here, um, if you have any water polo pictures, we realize that there haven't been any games this season. Um, but as those games start to uh, heat up, um, I know there's always dads and moms in the stands with fancy cameras. Um, if they could send them to web at mowaterpolo.com. And Ray, I'm thinking just because games haven't started, this might be something we harp on week to week. And I mean, we can have separate questions of the week and stuff, but just a constant reminder. And then maybe mid-season we'll have a, a collection of photos we could vote on. Does that sound like a good idea to you? Yeah, no, that sounds great. And especially uh, those parents and athletes who were out at JOs this last summer, that's all always a great time to get pictures of water polo outdoors. So um, if you have any of those pictures, we'd love to have them. Uh, please send them in, and we will try our best to vote on those. All righty. So, again, uh, web at mowaterpolo.com. And I'm not sure. There might be there might be a link to that on the actual Mo Water Polo webpage, but uh, don't, don't quote me on that. So, all right, moving on. Recap of the games. Um, Ray, I was at some Winter League games helping out. Um, I know you were at some Winter League games, and I'm going to give you my uh, – my quick take, and then I'll let you throw in what you thought. Um, I, I was very excited to see it. I think this year um, we kind of had a strict like A teams from each club or playing A teams from each club. Um, and I think there were some really competitive close games, which was exciting to see. Um, and the first time I went, and I think part of it is the fact that MICDS is set up the way that it is. It's got two games going on at once. The stands were packed. There was energy. Uh, I don't know. I just It just had a different feeling about it. And I had been out of Winter League for a while. Um, and I, you know, it was kind of fun to step back on the pool deck, um, and check things out. Um, and I know at the very end they had a trophy for the kind of the A league, which was kind of, the kids were kind of jazzed about that, um, in a, in a fun way. And, uh, but all in all, I was, I was impressed. So, uh, I know I saw you there a couple of times. We chatted. What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a great uh, winter session as well. I think Missouri water polo was a little bit more involved in planning it. The, the trophy was pretty impressive. I mean, that thing was like, three feet tall. It's the first time I've seen a trophy for uh, the club season in a while. And I know uh, jungle cats ended up taking that home and they were pretty excited about, about that trophy. I mean, that thing was probably bigger than the trophy they give out for the state championship. So um, that was, that was exciting to see that. Um, and hopefully this model will continue in the future. I know they're still working out some kinks as far as uh, having having close games, but I've had this conversation many times before. The main the main thing we're trying to go for is that uh, our athletes are getting competitive games each week because the more competitive games you play, the better you're going to get. And um, while some weeks there wasn't as much of that, I I could tell that um, there were a lot of a lot of good games that were played. It's move it's moving in the right direction, which is great, and uh, um, so that's exciting. So uh, yeah, keep up the great work, uh, Winter League, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're lucky to have a facility like MICDS, and we hope that 
bunch of other places build pools like that too and we can expand which would be exciting um all right we talked a little bit offline about trivia night and um, unfortunately i was not able to be there um, but i know that you got some insight from some of the people that were in attendance and you want to touch on that yeah so uh, missouri water pool has been working hard to uh, raise money and get more involved with things as i already mentioned like winter league uh they had trivia night on february 29th and it sounds like they had over 100 people show up um they raised um over a thousand dollars, which was awesome. Um, I, I heard, I heard maybe part of that was due to the MC who, um, I heard was phenomenal. Did, did you hear and about that? Who, guy? who might that have been? I heard, I heard that was the multi-talented Mike Hayes, uh, the, the ref, <laughs> the athlete, the coach, multi-talented. Wow. Yes. Wow. Hayes. I mean, and he's a man of so few words, isn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, um, well, that sounds great. I'm glad that they were able to get him to MC, and um, I'm sure he made the night a little more engaging. Um, and uh, it sounded like they raised a lot of money, which is uh, which is always um, which is always exciting. So thank you to um, everybody at Missouri Water Polo for um, helping put that on. Um, I know I talked a little bit uh, to Lori Griffin, um, the president of Missouri Water Polo, a little bit ahead of time and. Um, she was pretty excited about that trivia night, so pretty exciting. Now, uh, uh, up next, Ray, and I don't know anything about what's going on with ODP, but um, I know you've got some notes here, and you've got some names of kids, and a couple kids I recognize, a couple kids I'm not sure of. I guess they're probably up-and-comers, so um, why, don't you, uh, why don't you touch on that because you're a little more uh, tuned into USA Water Polo. Yeah, so just wanted to give a shout-out um, to those people involved with ODP, which is the Olympic Development Program. Uh, the boys' championships were held in, I think, late February. The girls' championships are being held uh, March 13th through 15th, and they select a zone, uh, a zone team. We're in the Midwest zone. Um, and there are a couple athletes uh, that have birthdays from 2004 through 2006. So this is like your underclassmen into grade school age kids. And uh, on the boys' side, Adam Hastings, uh, Costa Redman, and Quentin Gallagher um, were selected on the boys' side. On the girls' side, uh, Marin Hughey and Noah Benchar um, were selected as well. And also wanted to throw a shout-out to Gretchen Hoff, who, as you remember, played at Lindbergh and then moved out to California. She was selected to the youth red team in the Los Angeles area, which means that she's one of the top 12 field players um, from the Los Angeles area. So that's, that's pretty impressive as well. I know Miguel Figueres does a lot with the ODP program. So um, just good to see that our athletes are getting out there. Congratulations Congratulations to to all of them. Yeah. And so we look forward to seeing them um, grow and develop and play. Um, And of course, I would say, I feel like this year in Missouri water polo, you have in your notes here. um, And I would agree that uh, I feel like we've got a pretty senior heavy class of kids. Would you agree with that? I would agree. uh, Last year, um, a few of the kids that were selected for the second team, first team were underclassmen and will be returning this year. Um, I've already heard of a few of them committing to colleges already. Um, I know that there's probably going to be a few more, so we'll definitely be talking about that uh, later in the season, hoping to see some of these guys continue to play at the next level. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, moving on to water pool in the news. I mean, I've, I haven't been on STL today too much, but I, I don't think there's been any uh, 
prep stories or anything like that out yet. Uh, fast break form again, nothing on STL today. Um, and again, I, I always feel like the season really doesn't start heating up until after spring break. So um, I'm sure we'll start to see some stuff on STL today and in the West County News Magazine, among other things. Um, and I think last year, didn't we have uh, some stop bys with uh, Earl Austin and some other some other uh, some other people writing and uh, promoting us? So if you guys know of anybody in the media that's interested in covering some water polo, send them to a game or you know sit by them at a game and, and let them know what's going on. Um, okay. Let's talk about some, uh, I don't know, we caught, we've titled this category the oddball topic of discussion. Um, and Ray, you've titled this officially things to look forward to this season. Um, and the first one, I'll let you take that one. I'll, I'll let you take that one away. Yeah, so I, at the beginning of the season, our first episode, I always like to talk about some of the things I'm looking forward to. Uh, one thing that I'm looking forward to this season is to start seeing if we start seeing the parity that we've seen at JV the last couple of years start transitioning to varsity. Uh, Last year's JV tournament was one of the best I've seen in some time. Uh, The final game between Parkway West and SLU, which Parkway West won, was um, an excellent game. Uh, The third place game between Lindbergh and CBC was a two-goal game. And even beyond those top four teams, Ledoux, Marquette, Parkway South, Lafayette were also in that top eight. And those were some really fun games to watch. Um, And Traditionally, some of those teams have also always been strong at the varsity level, but uh, some of them have not as much. And I'm interested to see if we're starting to see some of that JV talent transition over to the varsity level and hopefully create some more parity there. I would agree. I would uh, definitely agree with that. Exciting to see. Um, and, I, you know, just judging by hanging around summer polo and winter polo, uh, there's a lot of kids from a lot of schools playing in the offseason. So um, that's definitely something that will um, will help up. Number two, you've got listed a lot of returning talent, which we kind of touched on. Um, but if you want to touch on that some more, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I mean, I did already mention it. I mean, there's there's a lot of some of the leaders of last year's teams coming back this year. Um, it's going to be fun to see them with that some of that up, upcoming JV talent um, mixing together and hopefully creating some pretty strong teams this year. All right. And then moving on, uh, growth of girls polo. And I know that as I was, and I'm trying not to jump the gun on it, but as I was looking at the Mo Water Polo website, um, it looks like Lafayette is headed up to the Saxony tournament. And I'm guessing by Mo Water Polo's um, listings that while they're up there, their girls team is going to play. Uh, a Chicago girls team. Am I right in thinking that? that? That's my understanding as well. And it looks like uh, Marquette this year is also going to be taking a girls team up to Chicago to play in the tournament there. So uh, we have multiple teams that are taking their girls to travel, and those will be um, girls versus girls games. Uh, there's, I, I see that uh, Coach Wackerly is organizing a girls tournament again this year. And right now it looks like there are six teams scheduled to participate. And a few teams that had... Uh, strong girls teams last year not involved with that tournament so um it seems like we're going to have at least six girls teams in the area this year it looks like some of these schools are also starting to add additional coaches to help with that i know over at ledoux abby vermeer who played at parkway south and then went on to play at lindenwood is going to be assistant coaching at ledoux and also helping with the girls team there Um, and i know some of those other programs that i mentioned also have um, dedicated people that have been helping with those programs. Wow. So, um, so it's, it's great to see. I know this year also there's a couple 
And I'm sure uh, Steve Edcock and all the other referees have been working diligently to get some of these games where we have a 4.30, a 5.30, and 6.30 game because we've got a JV varsity and girls girls games being played on the same night. So um, it's great to see continued growth there, and I'm I'm excited to see for where it leads. Yeah, and I w- I'm just kind of looking at the Lafayette girls' invite. It looks like Ledoux, Lafayette, Oakville, Marquette, John Burroughs, and Parkway North are fielding teams this year. Um, we actually have uh, two females that came out. Um, and they are fr- uh, freshmen. Um, so that, that's an exciting start. And again, I, it looks like there's more teams than maybe last year. And so it looks like we are moving in the right direction. So if every year we can add a little bit to it, I think uh, we can look back in 10 years and go, wow, that's uh, pretty exciting. Um, number four, you've got listed big tourneys. Yeah, so this year, it looks like right now we have 11 tournaments scheduled. Uh, Four of those tournaments are JV tournaments, and then we have the one girls tournament that uh, we already mentioned. Sometimes additional tournaments pop up, but uh, that makes for six varsity tournaments right now. Um, Obviously, the big ones, Founders, DeSmet, and Lindbergh, but we also have some others that I'm sure are going to have exciting polo. Uh, It sounds like the DeSmet invite tournament it was released earlier today. So, Coach, who's, who's coming for that? Uh, well, it looks like Ledoux, Limburg, MICDS, Parkway South, Parkway Central, DeSmet, West, Slough. And then if I scroll down, Stevenson has traditionally come down, and they are on the list again. Fenwick has traditionally come down, and they are on the list again. Uh, De La Salle um, is on the list, and they have traditionally come down. And then I've got Whitney Young. Now, I'm not sure about Whitney Young. You might know more about them. I don't think they were there last year. No, that, that is a new team, and uh, I mean, it's great to see Fenwick and Stevenson coming back. Um, both of those teams will all, have always been top in Chicago, and I'm sure will be again this year. Um, and then De La Salle is coached by um, Beto Garcia, who's on the board for the zone, always does a great job of coaching uh, Chicago Park District, District. And Whitney Young is another school in Illinois. Uh, that will be coming down. I don't know a whole lot about that team, but uh, we will have more about them in the coming weeks. Correct. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's exciting. Um, Okay. And uh, moving on to new faces. I know we've talked a little bit. Um, There are quite a few new coaches in the area, and I'm looking forward to meeting them. I've actually had a couple of them email me about trying to set up games and stuff. Um, So I think you're a little more, again, in tune with all that. So what do you got, Ray? Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things I also enjoyed this year about the – the club club games this this winter was uh, there are a lot of new faces on deck. Um, CBC is a new coach, Kevin Boyle. Um, he played in the Cincinnati area, played at the University of Notre Dame, is now in St. Louis. I'm excited to see him uh, lead that program. Uh, it looks like Andrew Phillips is going to be more involved over at Kirkwood this year. Wow, played, all right. Um, played played obviously in the St. Louis area. I, I think uh, Coach and I. Uh, coached him back in the we day did. <laughs> i've got some great andrew phillips stories ask me poolside ray yeah um so i i mean excited to see that um i mean this this winter on the pool deck i mean you saw um mitch griffin uh chris duckworth from over and i didn't recognize him at first and then i asked well i mean i i guess when did he graduate maybe 2011 it was a long time ago uh, the coach because he was one of my uh he graduated the same year as me, which oh, uh, did he? was, was okay. a little earlier than 2000. Okay, well, then maybe I'll <laughs> Well, then, yeah. But I, I, I remember him playing. And, uh, I mean, he was – was he not player of the year? 
I thought uh, he was. He was. He was. He, he was, was freaking good. He was a great player. He was yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. So it was good to see him kind of helping out and coaching, which was exciting. Yes. And you mentioned Brett, and Brett uh, is obviously coaching at Oakville. He wasn't new last year, but um, I've had some great conversations with him, and he's really he's really a coach that that uh, wants to grow and get better, which is cool to see. And it was great to see Max Bernstein, Johnny Stupp, also over there helping with. Uh, Daisy MICDS as well. So, Great. Yeah. Cool. All right. So welcome to all the new faces. Um, if you don't know me or you haven't talked to me, please come say hello. And if you don't know Ray and you haven't talked to Ray, please come say hello to him. All right. And then number seven. Yes. Well, <laughs> all the other podcasts I listened to talk have had an episode this week on the coronavirus. So I figured we may as well mention it. Um, but uh, that will be the interesting thing to watch uh, this season. Hopefully, we do not have major issues with that, but um, obviously something that keep all on, of us involved keep with. on the radar. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We hope so, everything goes smoothly, but we know that right now there's some there's some drama in the SDL with what's going on, and so we just hope that everything goes smoothly and um, school and the season and everything runs smoothly. So, um, yeah, cool. All right. Uh, upcoming tournaments, games, spring break. Uh, I can only talk about, well, I could probably talk about other schools, but uh, Parkway West, we are headed to Fenwick the following weekend of our spring break. So we start spring break this Saturday, um, and the kids all have some time off, and then we are headed up. And I, uh, The schedule's not out yet, but it um, looks like we're probably going to play about four or five on Friday. Um, and we've gone there. I think this might be our third third year going up there. It's always a fun tournament. Um, emailed Kyle the other day about how excited we were to come up. So Parkway West is headed to Fenwick. I noticed we already talked about Lafayette heading to Saxony. Um, and I'm guessing in years past, Lindbergh's traveled, yes. Um, and Parkway Central has, but I was kind of milling around on the Mo Water Polo website and maybe they're just not on there because I don't think uh, our trip to Fenwick is. But do you know of any other schools headed up? Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I think that there's a number of other schools going up. They just haven't all been uh, communicated yet. Um, okay. I know SLU will be going up to York. Um, it sounds like some some other schools, uh, for instance, Parkway West or sorry, Parkway South. I know is going up to Schaumburg later this season. Um, so uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more um, in the coming weeks about some of those tournaments. But um, it's great to see the uh, interplay between Chicago and. And Missouri is still continuing. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, uh, big game starting post-spring break. Um, you've got listed up here. I know when we get back, I think we, Monday, Tuesday, we're practice. And then Wednesday, I think we are playing Parkway South, um, our crosstown rival. Um, and uh, they always give us a go. Um, and so um, hopefully having played in a couple games over spring break will get us geared up and ready for that. So I know that's a big game. Um, and then you also have two other games listed here. Yeah, so uh, March 25th, you also have the Smet versus Ledoux and Slew versus Lindbergh. So um, those are three big games right off the bat um, at first with the polo. So it will be fun to see those. Right. All right. And then March, 5th, uh, March 13th, is there a game that day? Yeah, so first games are actually um, coming up here in the next couple of days. CBC versus MICDS and MICDS. So um, polo season is here. <laughs> is here in full swing. Couldn't couldn't wait. Um, okay. Uh, we don't have a top 10 um, just because we don't really know what's going on yet with everybody. And uh, we'll kind of let some games play out before we start putting that together. Um, and because, you know, Ray and I are kind of winging it tonight, we don't have a guest for anybody. We hope that Ray and I were enough for you. Um, <laughs> we're just giving you a little taste, a little taste. Although if I look at this, it looks like uh, we've been going for 27 minutes, right? And I mean, I don't, I don't think we got to edit any of this stuff out. I think it's all good stuff. Don't you? 
<laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully this recorded properly and um, we'll be good to go. So um, again, our goal, and like I said, a lot of this depends on Ray and I's ability to get away. Uh, but our goal would be to try and record stuff once a week. And as the season heats up, we'll try and bring you some guests, some recaps. Um, again, if you see us poolside, please say hello. This is Charlie. This is Ray. And this is the Nearside Low Podcast. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>